what is up guys it is the blue bloods here and y'all know what week it is you see in that bottom corner what it says it is conference championship week and y'all already know which one we had to start it off with y'all see the jerseys in the background i'm a bit biased the sec championship is always the biggest game of the week during conference championship week and the games finally arrived i mean Guys, I want to put this in perspective for people who might, who may not know, who may be watching, you know, and not be as tuned into the SEC as, you know, Georgia Bama fans watching. This game has been talked about since August, before a kickoff even happened, before a game was even played. Everyone said the Alabama Georgia matchup in Atlanta was the game to watch this season. And everyone's been predicting these teams to make it. They both make it to Atlanta. And now we have probably the game of the year thus far going down in Atlanta, Georgia, man, as we have the number one Georgia Bulldogs facing off against the number three ranked Alabama Crimson Tide as Georgia is a six and a half point favorite as I'm recording here on Tuesday. And that could change. It started at seven, but it's creeping lower and lower so i'm imagining brown kickoff would probably be more about the five maybe even four and a half range but this game kicks off 3 p.m central time y'all know where to find it cbs as always and this game and i mean every single college football fan of the country should be tuned in 3 p.m central time to this game you have kirby smart's bulldogs looking to take on Nick Saban, this Nick Saban-led Crimson Tide team, and not only decides who takes home the SEC championship, but it also determines who clinches their spot as the SEC representative in the college football playoff. Now, there's chances that the loser can still find a way in, but unless you win this game, you're not going to be sitting pretty when it comes to Selection Sunday this weekend. And Let's set the table, man. We have to break down these storylines real quick before we get into the keys of the game. The Bulldogs enter as one of the on one of only two undefeated teams in the country thus far. 12-0, 8-0 in the SEC, their first perfect season in the SEC. And they've used a dominant defense and a powerful explosive rushing attack to lead this team to this point. Kirby Smart's looking for his second SEC championship as the head coach of the Bulldogs and his first ever win over Alabama, which is going to be a major storyline all weekend long. Now, on the other side, man, you know who you have. You have the GOAT in college football, Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide coming in at 11-1, 7-1 of the SEC, their only blemish, an upset loss, uh, three points in, in College Station to Texas A&M earlier this season. But they've been riding their Heisman favorite quarterback, Bryce Young, an explosive offense, all the way to an SEC West title, but have found ways to survive close games down the stretch. Look at the LSU game, the Arkansas game, last week in Jordan Heron, the Iron Bowl. Nick Saban has these guys playing the role of the cardiac kids, finding ways to win games, whether it be sloppy or impressively. But Nick Saban, man, I mentioned Kirby's looking for a second. Nick Saban's looking for his eighth SEC title in Tuscaloosa and his 10th overall SEC championship that stretches back to the two that he won at LSU. Now, this game could be the first first step forward for another national championship run out of Tuscaloosa. Now, the matchup, these programs first met back in 1895, and right now the Crimson Tide lead the overall series 41-25 to with four ties. 
and they're also in the midst of a six-game win streak over the Bulldogs, and that includes two SEC championship wins and a national championship win when these two teams met in the college football playoff. Now, the last Bulldogs win came in 07, guys, in Tuscaloosa, and just to put this in perspective, that was Nick Saban's first ever year in Tuscaloosa, and your boy here was in elementary school when that happened. So just to kind of put in perspective how long it's been since the Bulldogs have beaten the Crimson Tide. So a lot riding on the line regardless of the SEC championship. But let's get into the keys of the game, and we'll start with the Bulldogs. And I think if you're if you're an Alabama or Georgia fan, you kind of know where these keys are going. But for the Bulldogs, for me, it's got to be the rushing attack. It's been the focal point of your offense all year long, and it's been a key in Stetson Bennett's performance, allowing him to have favorable matchups on the outside, utilize the play action to really set up his downfield passing attack. Now, this is going to be one of the tougher tests the Bulldogs have faced this season. The Crimson Tide's allowing about 80 yards per game on the ground, one of the best marks in the SEC this year. Now, you look at the Bulldogs, though, they're averaging over 202 yards per game on the ground. That's top 25 in the country, over five yards per carry for the season, and over two touchdowns per game. Now, the way the reason Georgia's rushing attack has been so dominant is their use of a by-committee approach. All their running backs are fresh right now outside of, I would say, maybe Kendall Milton, who's had an injury since the bye week. But they all have lower miles on them. They all can rotate in and out, and they all bring unique skill sets to what you're going to see this weekend. And their their ability to wear down defensive fronts have been huge for Georgia. I look at Zamir White. He's more of an in-between the tackles guy that can just run it and he's a and he can he can be explosive when he breaks it, but he can pound it and carry it as many times a game as you need. Then you have the passing running backs that can be really explosive out in space and a James Cook and a Kenny McIntosh. And then Kendall Milton, who's been hurt, potentially could be back this weekend. And it could be a huge upgrade to have all four of these guys healthy for the first time in multiple weeks. Now, Zamir White's the leading rusher, almost 700 yards rushing, 10 rushing touchdowns. He's top five in the SEC in rushing touchdowns, top 10 yards uh, this season as well. But I really like, and I'm going to give you guys my take on this, I think James Cook is one of the more underrated running backs in this system. And I think this week he really probably should take a bigger role in this offense. 581 rushing yards, over six and a half yards per carry, and seven rushing touchdowns. Now, his running style, his running style, I think, really fits what's going to work against this Bama team. He's a little bit more explosive, and I think he can make people miss in open space, and that's going to be key when you're facing a Bama defense that plays very well in space. The linebackers and safeties for Alabama hardly ever miss open field tackles, and that's going to be something I think James Cook can really bring to this rushing attack. You know, three receiving touchdowns, he's going to be one of these guys that's going to be a factor out of the backfield as well and really test these linebackers and safeties on the outside. So I think James Cook this weekend really could be an X factor in this game on top of what already Samir White's bringing. Kenny McIntosh and Milton will probably be the rotational pieces. Smart hasn't guaranteed a Milton return, but he did hint at it in his press conference this week. But when you look at how the Bulldogs have been dominant on the ground, they've been really good at bouncing runs outside or running off the edge of the offensive line. Again, that's this gonna as much as we have a matchup to watch later, 
this is going to be a huge matchup to see if the linebackers and safeties can play sideline to sideline and really avoid Georgia bouncing things outside and make those open field tackles. They did a great job against Tank Bigsby last week against Auburn, but this is a different animal that they're going to see with this Bulldogs rushing attack. Off the edge, over 1,100 rushing yards this year for the Bulldogs, over 6.5 yards per carry, 12 touchdowns, 35 explosive runs, and here's the key. Over 700 of those yards are after contact, so they excel at breaking tackles and turning those short runs into explosive gains, and so that's going to be something to watch for Georgia this week. Now, the passing attack has drawn some concern from some experts in the media, um, in regard to potential with Stetson Bennett versus JT Daniels, and you know, no one's been confirmed, but I would imagine we're going to see Bennett this weekend because you know Daniels has supposedly is healthy. But if if Bennett doesn't play well, I could see Daniels getting some time. But it would just be very hard to see Bennett being taken off the field the way he's been playing, especially coming off the performance he had against Georgia Tech last week. I do think Bennett's going to be the guy this weekend. When you look at him this year. Almost 2,000 yards passing, 65% completion percentage, 21 passing touchdowns, and only five picks. He leads the SEC in yards per attempt. He's number one in the SEC in QBR. He's been so efficient this year, and he's really been an underrated aspect of this offense. And when you look at where he's going to go, I know so much can be said about George Pickens returning and this wide receiving core. I think an overlooked part of this offense is that tight end spot. And for me, I, I'm going to go that with a, with my last key here for Georgia because I think the Bulldogs can create some matchup nightmares using the tight ends. And I expect Bennett and this offense to really use this positional group in Atlanta. Brock Bowers is the guy you got to know. 37 catches, 652 receiving yards. 10 receiving touchdowns. Bowers had a huge game last weekend, and I think Bowers is going to be a key this weekend for the Georgia offense. Also, Darnell Washington's been coming off an injury, slowly being reincorporated into the offense, but we saw in the Peach Bowl last year what can happen if he's at his full strength. So I would imagine Bowers and Washington have to have big games this weekend. I really want to see if Georgia can isolate these guys in favorable matchups and really take advantage of one-on-one of -on -one matchups with Bowers and Washington. So those are the keys for the Bulldogs, man. But for the Crimson Tide, it should be so obvious, man. It's got to be Bryce Young in this wide receiving core. And I've said it for the past two games. I covered the Arkansas game and I covered the Iron Bowl. This was my key for them. Bryce Young, and like they said a thousand times on the CBS broadcast last, last week, Bryce Young is the point guard of this offense. Kirby Smart mentioned it in his press conference this week. He's a point guard. He's going to command the offense, and he's going to distribute the ball to the right place at the right time, and they're going to take the ball and go score a touchdown. And you saw the way he conducted the game, the game tying drive to get the game to overtime in the Iron Bowl. He made throw after throw, play after play. Without his top option at wide receiver, Jamison Williams, who was ejected for targeting early in the game. So for me, Bryce Young's got to be the key. Bryce Young is going to have to win the game, especially when you look at the depth at running back that's not there. You know, Brian John, uh, you know, uh Brian Robinson got got a little bit banged up last week. You saw late in the game, his ankle got rolled up on. So I'm not sure how 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 deep Alabama is going to be at the running back spot. So for me, Bryce Young, Jamison Williams, Mechie. These tight ends are going to have to be the key this weekend. And when you have a quarterback like Young, who's a Heisman favorite, he's the guy who's got to go win you these big games. 
in the biggest moments. And this will be his biggest test, man. They have a Georgia secondary only allowing 150 yards per game. That's second in the country, first in the SEC. Something has to give this weekend. And when you look at this passing attack, the Alabama's second in the SEC, only behind the air raid attack of Mike Leach at Mississippi State. And they're seventh in the NCAA with over 340 yards per game passing. It's played a large role in this Crimson Tide offense being a top five scoring offense in the country with 42 points per game. And something's got to give there because Georgia's the number one uh, ranked defense in the country with less than seven points per game allowed. And they have not allowed over 17 points per game in a game this season. So no, no more than 17 points scored against Georgia, allowing like 6.8 points per game this year. So that's going to be the challenge for Alabama. Now, Bryce Young is probably going to win the Heisman. I said on our recap last week that I thought his Heisman moment was the Iron Bowl last week. And Young, over 3,900 yards passing, 40 passing touchdowns, only four interceptions, two rushing touchdowns. He's top two in the SEC in passing yards, completion percentage, top three in QBR, leads leads the SEC in passing touchdowns, top three in yards per attempt. And in all that, he's top five or six in the NCAA. So, Bryce Young has been one of the top quarterbacks in the entire country this year, and you've seen him really mature over the year, all the way starting in that impressive performance against Miami to the comeback win that he led against Auburn last week. Bryce Young has done it all, and he's been extremely impressive at all levels of the field like I've broken down these past two weeks, but He's really just been efficient everywhere. And with the short passing game for Alabama, that's where they hurt you is that Bryce Young can dump it underneath and Jamison Williams, John Mechie, and these guys can take it for explosive gains. 18 passing touchdowns on short passes uh, behind the 10-yard mark, 0-9 to yards, 18 passing touchdowns and over 1,300 passing yards for Bryce Young. And that's going to be a key for Georgia is if they go underneath, you have to make tackles. You cannot let them get loose because Jamison Williams is lightning in a bottle and he can make you pay. And on passes 20 plus yards down the field, 24 big time throws, a 95.7 passing grade and 12 touchdowns. Bryce Young could push it down the field as well as well. So, Georgia's going to have to play very disciplined and not allow explosive plays. The number one thing you cannot do, and Auburn showed you for three quarters how to do it, is not allow explosive plays, and it really hurts this offense. So that's going to be the key for Georgia is no explosive plays. Make them drop down the football field and beat you that way. And you've got to give Young a lot of credit. He's been so good against the Blitz this year as well. He's got over 1,400 passing yards against the Blitz, 20 touchdowns, seven big-time throws, and almost 80 first downs generated, and his completion percentage is still over 64%. Georgia's at a very aggressive defense, so how does Jung handle the Blitz against Georgia? He's been great all year. If he can continue that, that's going to be a huge check mark in terms of Alabama winning this game. So that's going to be the key for Young. but let's get to this wide receiving core, man. That's my last key. The Crimson Tide has had a pipeline of NFL wide receivers come out of this program, and John Mechie and Jamison Williams are going to be the next names on that list. Mechie, 90 catches, over 1,000 yards receiving, seven touchdowns. He's been huge, and last week, I think you really saw Mechie step up and show what he can do. A lot of people, including myself, have been enamored with Jamison Williams. When he went out with the targeting on that punt return, 
John Mechie stepped up, had double-digit catches, had the game-winning two-point conversion in overtime, and down the stretch, John Mechie made every catch needed, and Bryce Young was really able to lean on him. And I think you saw his leadership and experience really shine last weekend in Jordan Hare. So don't count out John Mechie in this offense. Now, Jamison Williams, man, I told y'all he's arguably my favorite offensive player to watch in college football this year. 61 catches, 1,200 yards, over 20 and a half yards per catch, and 13 receiving touchdowns. Second in the NCAA in receiving touchdowns. Leads the SEC in receiving yards and touchdowns, and he's second in yards per catch. Jamison Williams, like I said just a minute ago, lightning in a bottle. He can take slant passes. He can take screens. He can take underneath routes. He can take them all to the house, and he can beat you deep. This guy is 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 everything Alabama was needing in this offense after losing Jalen Waddle to the draft. And I think the way he's been playing and the energy he plays with, because I, I think that's really what separates him is the energy that he brings to this offense in terms of the way he talks after he gets a big play, the way he just he has like a sort of swag that no other receiver on that team has. And I think his energy really energizes the offense sometimes. And I think that that really was missing late in the game against Auburn. And you saw it come out of Mechie in overtime and Bryce Young. When he threw that game winning touchdown, Bryce Young was talking to the Auburn players, letting them know, I think Jamison Williams is going to be key this weekend, bringing that to the offense. But he is so explosive. And if Georgia has any, if Georgia wants to win this game, you cannot let Jamison Williams get loose. Now, Cameron Latu and Jaleel Billingsley are also going to be keys. These two tight ends also can be explosive, man. Over over 500 yards receiving combined. You look at what they've done, man. Nine receiving touchdowns in the red zone. And when Bryce Young needs an outlet to go to when he's under pressure, Latu and Billingsley are there. Both of these guys are going to have to be on Georgia's radar this weekend. Now, the matchup to watch, man, before we get to the official predictions, it's easy. It was made completely obvious last weekend. Auburn had seven sacks against Alabama. That cannot happen this weekend. So Alabama's offensive line against Georgia's front seven is absolutely going to be the matchup to watch for me. You know, when you when you when you look at this, this is probably going to determine who wins this game. If the Crimson Tide cannot slow down this Georgia front seven and allow them to play in their backfield, it's going to be a long game for Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. But if they're able to step up and neutralize this front. I don't think you can slow down this front, but if they can neutralize it, you can't stop it, but you can slow it down or neutralize it. That's going to be the key for Alabama. When you look at their offensive line, they've had their extreme bright spots. I, I mean, I, I mean, they have arguably Evan Neal is one of the best offensive linemen in the country, but it's also faced a lot of uncertainty, especially the center and right tackle and right tackle spot. Chris Owens, Darian Dalcourt, and Seth McLaughlin. These guys have all rotated in and out. They've seen time in different positions, and it's going to be interesting to see how Saban adjusts this O-line for their toughest test of the season. Last week, they were rotating guys around last weekend due to, due to, due to Derek Hall eating off that right tackle spot. Derek Hall had three sacks last weekend, and that cannot happen this weekend against Georgia. The Crimson Tides allowed 36 sacks this season, guys. That's three sacks per game. That's 112th in the entire country and 12th in the SEC. They are going to need a huge performance from this offensive line, and they're going to have to step up. They had seven sacks allowed against Auburn, four sacks allowed against LSU, Arkansas, and Texas A&M, and they've had four more sacks in three of their last four games this season. That's not going to cut it against this Georgia front seven. 
now the bright spots, Evan Neal, Javian, uh, I believe it's Javian Cohen, and Emil Ekior Jr. have been the bright spots, man. These guys are going to have to perform big and have to try to cover up for some of the defi- some of the other deficiencies that this Alabama front five has. They have to let Bryce Young be that point guard, have have time in the pocket, and make the proper decisions because he did, he's bailed this offensive line out repeatedly with his athleticism. This weekend, he's going to have to be comfortable in the pocket. And if you let and if you let Georgia get to him repeatedly, I think Alabama is going to have a lot of problems. When you look at Neil Ekior and Cohen, only two total sacks allowed between the three, all, all, only like seven QB hits, and only about forty total pressures this year between these three players. They have played outstanding football. It's just been the center and right tackle spot that has really hurt this offensive line, in which. I mean, you look at you look at that right tackle spot, man. It's been a huge problem. I mean, Dow Court's allowed almost 40 pressures alone this year, and that cannot happen off the edge of some of the edge rushers that we're about to talk about for Georgia. You look at this Georgia defense, man. They've made their case for one of the best defenses we've seen in college football. 41 sacks this year, second in the SEC, top five in the NCAA, and over 77 tackles for loss, and that's top four in the SEC this season as well. And they really don't have a a big weak spot in their front seven, but we know who the stars are, man. Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean. N'Kobe Dean, 56 tackles, five sacks, two picks, a touchdown, seven and a half tackles for loss. He's all over the place. I think when you look at true inside linebackers, man, Helm and Devin Lloyd have really separated themselves in terms of, you know, the best inside linebackers in the country. Man, the Kobe Dean is that guy that can play sideline to sideline. He's so fast. He's so athletic. When they bring him on blitzes, he's so creative and physical on the pass rush that the Kobe Dean is going to be an X factor this weekend. Now, Jordan Davis, I mean, listen. Will Anderson is going to be a problem on the other side of the football for Alabama. He has his Hosman campaign going, and he's arguably, arguably been the most dominant edge rusher in the in the country. And I made my Hosman case for him on the recap, but Jordan Davis has the same thing for Georgia fans. His stat line isn't going to pop off the page, 24 tackles, two, two sacks, but his size, his physicality, and the way that you have to game plan for him so he doesn't wreak havoc and he creates opportunities for the rest of the defense – cannot be understated. Jordan Davis in that on the interior against that center spot that's a weak spot for Alabama is going to have to be a matchup you guys are going to have to watch and that's going to be a problem Nick Saban is going to have to fix coming into this game. You also have Channing Tindall, Nolan Smith, Quay Walker, all these guys can be game changers on the front on, on that front on that front seven for Georgia. I'm interested to see how Kirby Smart and, and and Dan Lanning really game plan for this Alabama offense. This is by far the best offense they've seen all year. How do they game plan for it, and how do they play into their strengths? You look at the wide receiving matchup as well. You have some, you have some great wide receiver DB matchups. Keely Ringo and De'Aaron Kendrick against Mechie and Williams. I'm interested to see how that plays out as well. But for me, this game is going to live up to all the hype, man. You have all the matchups, NFL players in almost every position. This is this game has lived up is going to live up to all the hype and more. And on paper, it looks like it's going to be the game of the year, like we all thought. But for my official predictions, man, listen. Th- in the preseason, I predicted this. I did have Georgia Alabama in the SEC championship in my preseason predictions, and I panicked 
and I uh, and I, I chose I didn't panic, but I like for me I didn't see the Georgia defense taking this big step. I did pick Alabama in the preseason, but for me, man, looking at how dominant Georgia's been all season long and some of the struggles that Alabama's had against Auburn, LSU, and Arkansas. Nobody has even come close to Georgia this year. They've outscored their opponents like 440 to 80 something. That's the type of dominance that they've had. They have an all time great defense. And I think Alabama's offensive line weakness is really going to hurt them. I still think it's a close game. And I still think Alabama's defense is able to give Stetson Bennett a few problems. But I trust Georgia to make a handful of plays to win this game. It's going to be an ATL. In that, in that beautiful Mercedes-Benz Stadium, I was there for the 2017 SEC Championship between Auburn and Georgia. I've seen how Georgia fans are going to pack that place out. I'm expecting it to probably be 60-40, maybe, maybe even 70-30 Georgia fans. I think Georgia wins the SEC Championship this weekend 30-24 to over Alabama, a six-point win for the Bulldogs, not quite covering according to the, to the spread now. But Georgia 30 Alabama 24 this weekend as Kirby Smart and Georgia moved to 13-0 and and clinched that number one seed in the playoffs, man. I've said Georgia's been the best team in the country since about week three or four, man, and nothing has changed. Nobody has been able to expose anything on this team, and I think Georgia finally pulls it out over Alabama for the first time since 07 in an epic SEC championship game. But, guys, listen, this is our game of the week, so make sure to subscribe. Comment your score predictions and takeaways below. If you predict the winner and the score correctly, I'm going to up it. You're going to win our $100 Venmo giveaway this weekend for the SEC Championship. So comment your score predictions below. If you get it right, uh, $100 Venmo giveaway right here on the Blue Bloods. But make sure to subscribe and like the video as well. But guys, if you're traveling to Atlanta, I hope you all are safe. But I have Georgia by six points this weekend, winning the 2021 SEC Championship. But guys... Tune in later this week to see all our other conference championship previews. But for right now, guys, the Blue Bloods are out.